0: Let's get started here on how to have real Ahavas Israel as brought down by the Beis HaLevi. And so Emmaus, his team, the mitzvah. So the Ramah quotes, the, cites a custom to provide the poor with wheat for baking matzot for for Pesach. The Mishnah Brura writes that this is not just a custom but an explicit halacha that is sourced in Jerusalem. He explains that the Ramah refers to it as a custom, for one can holically fulfill his obligation through giving money, but the actual custom is to give wheat or flour. So in our times, Rav Nisim Karelitz writes that since it's uncommon for people to bake matzot in their own homes, as they generally buy matzot, one should give money rather than wheat or flour. And it's important to note, as Rav Nisim adds, that ideally one should provide the poor with all of their Yom Tov expenses and not suffice with only money for matzot. And so the concept of providing the needy with matzot is only the minimal requirement of this halacha. So Rav Haim Palagi you know, which is uh, wrote in the introduction to Moed Lachol Hai writes that in the town of Izmir where he was rav, he would begin distributing the money 30 days before Pesach. And he explains, since there is so much to be done for Pesach, people begin preparing many weeks in advance. So imagine the pain of a poor person as he watches his neighbors and friends busy with their Pesach preparations while he he's penniless and he has no means of doing so. Imagine the stress and tension in his home during these days. So therefore, he writes. It's very important that the poor people are given the money in advance so that they will have the wherewithal to begin their Pesach preparations just as everyone else is doing. So elsewhere, um, Rav Haim quotes the Sefer Shimon the Levi, which makes the same point. He writes, the one who waits until the last minute to give charity is committing a great sin, for there's no greater suffering than that of a poor man watching people purchasing their needs that he cannot afford. And furthermore, he writes that it's possible that charity given in such a manner is considered a mitzvah, haba'ah, be'avera a mitzvah that is initiated in a sinful manner. He continues, quoting the above safer and sharing an interesting insight. There's a few instances where the Torah writes the word matzot as matzah. without a vav. he writes that the letters mem and, this, and, and the, um, the ayin and the tav are rearranged to form and uh, uh, the acronyms for the word charity, rescues from death. And this is a hint that when one fulfills his mitzvah of providing the poor with their Pesach needs, he's spared from death. He adds that the word matzah has so the letters mem and tav in it, spelling met which is the uh, 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 death but the letters in ayin which stands for charity sadaka separates the letters further alluding to this concept he then goes on to explain that the four steps involved in the baking of matzot correspond to the four death penalties of the base 10 and through the mitzvah of giving sadaka before pesach one saves himself from many of them for which he may be liable and they are grinding the wheat which is stoning Flattening the matzah, which is strangulation. Making the holes in the matzah, which is the sword. Baking the matzot, which is burning. And as Pesach approaches, we must realize what a great opportunity lies before us. Let's seize that opportunity and not wait for the last minute. Open your wallet. Give generously. It may save your life. And grab this great opportunity as every step of the process can save from a possible death penalty. And this is how great tzedakah is. It can save someone even from the most grievous of punishments. So regarding the Yom Tov HaShavuos, the Torah states, You shall rejoice before Hashem, your God, you, your son, your daughter, your slave, Your maidservant, the levi who's in your cities, the convert, the orphan, and the widow among you. So Rashi points out that the verse mentions four members of the household, son, daughter, servant, and maidservant, corresponding to four needy people among you, the levi, convert, orphan, and widow. And to this Hashem says, if you make my four happy, I'll make your four happy. And the Levi here includes uh, Talmidei HaChamim as they devote their time to Hashem's service just as the Levi'im did. And so we have a 100% guarantee from Hashem. If you want your family to be happy on Yom Tov, you must bring happiness to Hashem's family. And everyone wants their children to be happy. So people want to spend countless hours and thousands of dollars just so that their children should be happy. But many times their efforts prove unsuccessful. So well... Here's a solution, and it's a guarantee from Hashem. What can be better than that? And this applies not only to Shavuos, but to other Yamim Tovim as well. Rabhaim Palagi, in his introduction to Moed Kol Hai, writes something frightening. He says, I have seen with my own eyes the homes of very wealthy people, whose homes are filled with bounty all day and night the fire of makloket is constantly burning their homes are filled with sibling rivalry and the like and this is especially prevalent when the Yom Tov season arrives instead of experiencing the happiness of the Yom Tov they are filled with agony and suffering I've noticed that the reason is that they don't give charity to the poor for Yom Tov and that they thus do not see the fulfillment of the Rashi mentioned above and I have repeatedly admonished them and showed them this Rashi so there's a certain rabbi in the series Syrian community of Brooklyn who raises large sums of money and distributes them to the needy families before Pesach. And one year during the Pesach break, the rabbi's son desperately wanted to go to a certain top yeshiva, but he was not yet accepted. And he tried various sorts of pro, uh, protexia and the like, but to no avail. So the rabbi noticed that the situation was making some very nervous and tense. The rabbi assured him saying, I'm confident that Hashem will grant you what you need. I made Hashem's children happy. And in return, Hashem promises that he will make mine happy as well. And there's nothing to worry about. And sure enough, in a very unexpected way, the boy was accepted to the yeshiva of his choice. So when Hashem makes a promise, we can be sure that he will fulfill his pledge. So although this concept is true all year round, it seems that it's especially, especially connected to the Yom Tov of Pesach. The history of Yetziah's Mishrayim, as told in the Haggadah, is based on four verses that were to be recited by the one bringing Bikurim, the first of his crop, to the Beit Hamidash. And so after the Torah describes the process of bringing the Bikurim, it says, You shall rejoice with all the goodness that Hashem your God has given you and your household. You and the Levi and the convert who is in your midst. It's not enough to just walk in with the Bikurim and make proclamation. Hashem wants one to enjoy the fruits of his labor and be filled with happiness and gratitude to him. But the verse adds, the Levi and the convert, who are they included? Or why are they included? Rashi explains that the Torah is teaching that the Levi and convert are included in the mitzvah of Bikurim. Ibn Ezra, however, writes that the Torah is commanding the one bringing the Bikurim that he should not enjoy his fruits alone; he should share them with the needy, the Levi, and the convert. So perhaps the Torah teaches us this lesson in connection with the Bikurim because that is the root of the retelling of the events of Pesach and the Haggadah just as we offer Bikurim we invite guests and so too at the Seder uh, uh, which much of the the, the Magid focuses on the words of the Mikurim ritual we invite guests and Pesach especially is a time when we invite the poor into our homes providing them with their own Yom Tov needs and the message is clear when we experience a time of joy or happiness Hashem desires that we include those who do not have the financial means and our joy cannot be complete unless we can share it with others and let's remember we are all All one family. And after the Torah discusses the mitzvah of Bikarim, it mentions the mitzvah of Idui Maser, when one recites a confession starting that he has fulfilled the obligation of giving his tithes property. One must give his tithes to the Levi, convert, orphan, and widow, the very same four whom Hashem calls his family. And at the end of the confession, one declares, I did all that I was commanded. To what does this refer? Rashi explains I was happy and i made others happy as well and this is what hashem wants us to do so when you are happy make other happy others happy as well interestingly it's not coincidental that the recital of Idui Maser took place on pesach as in reality the theme of the two is the same baruch adunai leolam amen Be, amen